Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast. Raw sucked. Smackdown sucked. Everything sucked. We're doing a live Q&A on Band from Ringside. Not bad, right? Just doing what I can. The talent takes for care of itself. Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the Band from Ringside podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagy, a.k.a. Biz Smarky, and to my <laughs> right, we have two beers. Zach Pullman, what's going on, two beer? A lot, man. Uh, I'm ready to get in these Q and A's. We got a whole list of questions. I'm very excited. We're doing something different tonight. Yeah, we're, it's going to be a special edition of the Band from Ringside podcast. To his right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Allow us to crack open the good book of Band from Ringside. Volume 83, Chapter 3, Verse 14, and the good smart saith, hashtag, boo the heels, it's all good, baby. I'm excited for this uh, special edition of Band from Ringside. We're going to do something a little different instead of me just bitching the whole hour, so I'm, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I think that you'll probably end up bitching the entire hour, though. And to his right, we have Murray the Murray Man. Murray, what's going on, Murray Man? Not much. I'm doing good. Uh, just so everybody knows, we just dropped the uh, second episode of ba- BFR Banged Up on our yeah. YouTube channel. Hell yeah. We're talking about, uh, well, these guys are talking about Vince McMahon blowing his quads. After at Royal Rumble. Rumble, Rumble. Uh, blowing his quads. Wow. <laughs> 2005. <laughs> um, I also wanted to throw out there that I got a buddy, Connor. He's a lifelong wrestling fan. Um, good dude. I've known him for a long time. He just ran into some some issues. He got a... a some melanoma tumor in his brain, and he's looking for some help. So uh, I'm in, later on, I'm going to put some links up on our Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that so you guys can check out his GoFundMe. And, uh, you know, if you can help out, awesome. If you can't, that's, you know, fine too, but he can use all the help he can get. So I just wanted to throw that out there as well. How about where you can, guys? Unfortunately, this is the state of healthcare in America today, but if you can help out, Murray's buddy Connor, we would appreciate. I'm going to help out. I think BFR as a team should help out, and we're going to do everything we can. Um, God bless your buddy Connor, and hopefully uh, we can fight through this. We are coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios in downtown St. Louis, Missouri, uh, with Sam the Mauler Mall. Mr. Perfect's in the house. Turning the knobs tonight. Uh, you know, we usually... <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. Can, can, yeah, since we're going to do something a little different, let me jump in for 30 seconds. You jokers was real funny last week when your boy was gone. <laughs> now your boy's back, okay? Uh, what do we say? <laughs> yeah, 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 what do we say? What do we say? Oh, he'll appreciate this joke. He liked it. Jason's a funny black man. he appreciate the racist joke. I'm blacked out, Just for, for, I'm blacked out for every episode. I have no <laughs> yeah, idea what I really don't remember what happened. For the record, Mr. Perfect for me is a compliment. It is a high compliment. I <laughs> love... Mr. Perfect as a kid, and I always thought he was one of, if not the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Sure. I'm saying of all time. So when I say Mr. Perfect, I say that as a compliment. I don't know what your boy is. Your boy is a little, probably one of them little sheep that like to go with all the faces and, you know, everybody is good. Oh, Hulk Hogan's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, okay. You see how, how great Hulk Hogan is right now. Bottom line is, for me, Mr. Perfect is a compliment. Spitting Perfect. gum and Man. swatting it away. That's no right. nut yeah. November hit Jay Bell hard. Before we get too far into it, we're going to go with that day one-ish sponsor. That's Soul Taco. Soul Taco.
taco, baby. That's that Korean-Mexican fusion food that you never knew that you needed. They got places in the U-City Loop in St. Louis, Missouri. Two food trucks driving around St. Louis, Missouri. A place in Chesterfield, uh, Missouri. Columbia, Missouri. Champaign, Illinois. Chicago, Illinois. Two more places showing up in Chicago. Another one in Chicago, Illinois. And Naperville, Illinois. So good, get yourself some Soul Taco, it's so good, guys. I promise you, if you've never had it, if you listen to this all the time, you can fast forward if you need to. If you don't, if you don't need to, I'm telling you guys, you have to get this stuff. It's so good. Spicy pork. Nobody, nobody tomorrow night. Nobody that's ever gotten it has ever regretted getting it. Steak burrito. It's like sex. Now, now, see, we're, we're the, having the arguments the right here. We're having <laughs> arguments fries. right here. The fries are off the chain. Uh, <laughs> we got steak burrito versus spicy pork burrito. Personally, I'm a spicy pork man, but yeah, I've yeah. also gotten the chicken. Oh, that's And I'm telling too. you, you you can barely tell the difference because it's so fucking good because the flavor is so good. <laughs> so go get yourself some soul taco. They're a friend of the show. They're a sponsor of the show. Second off, we have JJ Twigs. Pizza on Southampton. It's a great place to watch a blues game. They have bucket specials. Not only bucket specials. It's a great place to watch a game. It's a great place to have a pizza. They have every single JJ Twigs. Now, there's a bunch of them out there, but every single one is allowed to curate their own menu, and the JJ Twigs on Southampton has the best one. I've been to uh, quite a few of them, Without and us. they are... <laughs> <laughs> They're really He's good pizzas, back. guys. I like the Super Mario, of course. I like the Gravy Train. I like the uh, the uh, the Chuck Berry is also another favorite of mine. So go get yourself some JJ Twigs. We also have JJ Twigs um, gift cards to give out. So holler out at us. Yeah, we uh, gave out a bunch uh, last Sunday at the Four Hands Wrestling Show, but we got a few left and. Uh, if you guys submit a question here on, you know, during the live show, you're eligible to uh, get a gift card. So exactly, and these are the sponsors that make it of that they make it possible for us to do this podcast. So uh, we love them. They're friends of the show. They're sponsors of the show. They don't do it because they're wrestling fans, and they don't do it because they're making a ton of money. They do it because they understand what we're doing they understand that you guys are wrestling fans and they want everybody to help everybody out so that's what the point is and without further ado let's get to our q and a <laughs> no that's you ring the bell ring the bell <laughs> ring the fucking bell Ref. we're doing all q and a tonight hey uh zach what's the first question First question is uh, from Revisionist Booking on Twitter. They were the first ones to respond whenever we put this thing out. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of great questions tonight, <laughs> but this might be my favorite question. It's, it's pretty smart. So Yeah, I was about to say smarter. From Revisionist Booking on Twitter, book the cast of Golden Girls with women's wrestlers. Can do. I've thought, about, I've thought a lot means. about this for by the last 24 hours. So with the Golden Girls, you have uh, the old lady, Sophia. You have B. Arthur, who was... Uh, Rose. Uh, Rose. No, sorry, Dorothy. Dorothy. Yeah, she was Dorothy. was Dorothy. Rose was Betty White, and Rue McClanahan was the slut. Yes, Blanche. Blanche, Blanche okay. Devereaux. Okay, so. Jesus Blanche Christ. is Mandy Rose. Okay. Yeah, run, run, them da- run them down for, for you. I got I got my own picks here. Okay, I got, I got Blanche's Mandy Rose. She's the slut. Uh, as the Dorothy, who's the kind of the the main character. 
you could say. I mean, even though Golden Girls, there was four people. It was an ensemble cast. Right. Right. I would give, <laughs> I would give Charlotte the B. Arthur part. Okay. 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 Fair. Um, the old lady part, I would give to Sophia. I would give to Natty. And, man. Who's this, Betty White? This leaves Betty, Betty White. Betty White is uh, Rose. Yeah, I know. Rose is the tough one. I think I've got mine for Rose. Um, I think it's too easy to give it to Becky Lynch just because Becky Lynch is so much in the forefront of our minds. No, it's got to be somebody ditzy, somebody that's that, that isn't always, you know, with everything. I'll, I got. I, I, I just know. came up with one. I just I, came I, up with one. I, I know. I think I was thinking along the same way that you were thinking. I'm going to give Rose to Alicia Fox. Right. I think those are fair. Those yeah, are good. Fair. What's great is that they're all different from mine. So that's super fun. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Good. Okay. So cool. the first one I went with was Blanche because she was one of my favorites because she's the sex kitten of the group. So as the sex Slut. as the sex kitten, <laughs> I picked Lana. So, okay. Okay. No problem with that. Even though, like, Lana's married though. Yeah, but she, like, you can tell go, she's a freak. All right, I won't fight it. I won't I was fight it. Say, yeah. Me and Bruce have eight boys now. <laughs> Blanche, Blanche, Blanche was married for a very long time in kayfabe. Blanche <laughs> was married, style. and her husband George passed away. Right, so she was at a long term marriage. So I mean, R.I.P. R.I.P. Rusev. Yeah, Lana's yeah. getting busy <laughs> when you die. All right. Like that's uh, happening. Okay, so you got Blanche's yeah. Lana. Blanche's Lana. All right, uh, Rose. I chose Bailey, even though I think Bailey's. Oh, that's a way better Rose than mine. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, that's a way yeah. better Rose. Than Just mine. because she's super bubbly and sweet and innocent, I think Bailey's a little bit sharper of a tool. But uh, like. You know, Bailey, this is your life. Didn't make her look that great. So, uh, Rose is Bailey. Dorothy, I actually had Charlotte and I crossed it out, but then I chose Mickey James because Dorothy was kind of the mom of the group, even though Sophia was the oldest one uh, in kayfabe. So, Very good. Dorothy's Mickey James. I told you I spent some time. And, uh, <laughs> Sophia, I picked Alexa Bliss because in reality, non kayfabe style, Sophia was a younger actress than Dorothy. In the show, Don't, I know that because my mom always said that. My mom was always like, "You know, B. Arthur is older than whatever names, yeah, whoever the whoever right, the right. character was." So, right. and also Sophia would always make fun of those girls and talk about how hot she was whenever she was younger. So, <laughs> like that's something that Alexa Bliss would like totally do. I can so. see that. No, I can see that. I look. I'm not even going to lie. I've watched Golden Girls, but I didn't watch it like that. I couldn't even tell you the name. You ain't names. never jerked it to Golden Girls? <laughs> no. And I'm going to go ahead and say that. <laughs> Sam right on you. I hit Sam ago. with a physical blow. <laughs> say, ah, oh, I'm hit. I'm hit. No, I, I, will, I will defer to you two jokers on this. I'm, yeah, I'm not even going to come up. I was going to say Oscar was going to play... Betty White, just because how Oscar kayfabe style has been, you know, looked made to look stupid in the ring on Not multiple occasions. That was the way That's I was going to go. Sure, go ahead. Okay, so Sophia, old one, right? Yes. Uh, May Young. I mean, come on. There you go. I'm just gonna go with May Young. Okay. Okay. That's fine. We're Fair. talking about all time divas now. Yes. Okay. Oh right. yeah, because mine aren't current. All right. That's um, fine. Betty White would be Molly Holly. Ah. Uh, because she, okay. other okay. than when she was doing that whole, um, you know, no, no, no stuff, she was super sweet and innocent and bubbly. Also stayed hot because, I mean. She's super hot still. Yeah. Um, the slut, Lita. 
Yeah, easy easy way up on I'm that. I'm going with my just, attitude error here. Well, no, that's an easy way She's a Hoosier. No, but, no, but in, it doesn't in, matter. In, in K-Fan, though, hey, she was a total you're fucking right. There's slut. no wrong answers. I'm sorry. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah, I'm, sorry, I'm not trying to show in your picks. No, that was Don't a good pick. Don't give me a grade or anything, man. No, because I'll say, look, <laughs> You get an A-plus, Murray. Um, <laughs> and then what, what was, what, what, who am I missing? You're missing Dorothy. Dorothy was, okay, so. Hey, Arthur. Uh, tall drink Sophia's of water. Sophia's daughter. Yes, tall drink of water indeed. Uh, With some Metamucil mixed in. I was getting ready to say, this is going down a bad path. This, I don't like this. Uh, <laughs> Metamucils. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know. Help me out with a with an attitude error. Uh, Tamina. No, it's an <laughs> attitude error, dude. Because oh, okay. I went with attitude error for the most part. So uh, sh- Medusa. <laughs> Medusa? All right. Well, yeah, I guess I could. I, I, I was going to say Trish just because it's the first Tr- person. Trish would work, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Trish is not a bad Dorothy. Now, Trish was the centerpiece of the women's division for Absolutely. quite some time. So, I mean, there's something to that. Dorothy so, yeah. was basically the glue that kept the Golden Girls together. I, I mean, when that. I think about for Dorothy, sure. I think about her being a tall drink of water, which is why I went straight with Charlotte. But, hey, you know, all you guys were answers. China. For, all, China would be a great Dorothy. Why oh, did you yeah. say China? Because I just did. Okay, try as your Dorothy. All right, what's the next question? All right, next question is from M. Wallace Seals, Wallace Seals 17 on Twitter. Give him a follow. He's a good count. Um, so why does Vince hate Balor so much? Couple, couple questions here. Question one, why does Vince hate Balor so much? And why not bring the club as the faction? They should be Undisputed Era is the best in WWE, but if you do that club right, they are the NWO easily. I know the answer. Go ahead, Murray. We'll go clockwise. So why does Vince hate Finn Balor? Because he's not a giant guy. Um, Unfortunately, though, what he doesn't see is how unbelievably ripped and in shape he actually is. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that he hates him. But he's just not a big guy. He's got every bit of the personality he needs to be a star. (laughs) But Vince, you know, he's he's in that mid-card thing. Um, The Why don't they book uh, the Balor Club? And go up, go up against. Yes, why not bring the Balor Club as the faction that they should be? They absolutely should. I mean, they've been poking at it for a long time. They kind of sometimes, every once in a great while, show them in the same room together. At least, um, I don't know. I think it's another thing for some reason. Vince doesn't like factions, and I don't get it because I think that would save everything right now if they did it properly. I um, think I know why Vince doesn't like factions. I think Vince doesn't like factions because they don't sell as many, they don't sell as much merch. Because if you have individuals, not anymore though. That if you have individuals that sell their own shirts, if you have individuals that can sell their own segments, then you don't need factions. But if like they do Vince, it- Vince has become more and more corporatized ever since the WWE went public, what, 15 years ago? Raw is three hours long. If they can't, I, if they can't brother, do factions... No, I know, but what I'm saying is if they can't do factions right while also doing the individuals, you know Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins and, and Roman Reigns were all selling their own merchandise while as the Shield selling merchandise. It can be done. And if they do it right, those factions can actually get guys over because of the group they're in and the fr- the feuds that they end up with other f- factions. You're not so, fighting with me. You're no, fighting no, with Vince. For sure, for sure. But that's my p- p- take on that. I, I'm with you. I, I, I agree completely. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Go ahead, Zach. Right, here. Zach. So, um, just like Murray said, Vince hates Balor because he's small. He might not hate him, but he doesn't see anything with him. Uh, he is not a big guy, and he's quite a small guy, actually. Uh, but unfortunately, he's not Rey Mysterio Jr. So he's How just, do we know? Yeah, we, we don't know, but... We don't, v- he's never gotten a chance. Vince is all... Like, just, just imagine, like, 
fucking Big Cass got a better push than Finn Balor ever has. And no, let's not go that far. At least Vince seemed hotter on him. Big Cass. Or Bobby Lashley. He seems hotter on those guys than he does on Finn Balor. Finn Balor's just there to lose to Baron Corbin every week right now. It's miserable. Uh, but this kind of gets tied into... Finn an, Balor did win the first Universal Championship thank you. of all time. That's but, all I'm like, saying. But since then, nothing I mean, happens. Okay. And I, and I, don't think, you, I agree with you on that. Yeah, but, I think, I think but, Vince, everything, but everything's timing. Yeah, and I think Vince threw Triple H a bone and said, yeah, we'll give your boy the title. And then when he got hurt, he's like, well, all right, well, we're done with him. Okay, so everything is timing. What better time than right now than to give Finn Bauer a push? You don't have Braun Strowman. You don't have Roman Reigns. You don't have any faces. Go ahead. You got Seth Rollins. Rollins. And, I, and I, Seth Rollins and, and, and yeah. Seth Rollins. I, I have a rebuttal to this. Go ahead. Go in the opportunity to go ahead and at least put him in a position of mid-card upper mid card if you don't want him in the title scene i can understand that but raw is on just pure bodies physical bodies that can go out on a week-to-week basis and be there you have finn bauer and it's right there in front of you please go ahead okay so i i i also think that vince i don't think that vince hates finn bauer I think that Finn Balor was a guy that was sitting in the background while Roman and Braun Strowman were taking the uh, they were taking the lead, right? So now that Roman and Braun Strowman were go and that that they're gone and Brock, this is a way and Brock, and Brock yeah, there you go, and Kevin Owens and right. Sami Zayn. Right. So this is a way for me to work in this week's Raw, which sucked terribly. Damn, is that? Mm-hmm. They Ooh. they felt the need. I felt that WWE felt the need this week to build new faces, which they tried to do with Elias and Finn Balor. They did the completely wrong way. They had Elias. <laughs> I was ready to say, you see the look on my face, right? They, they did it as backwards. They if you had, wanted to build it, this is not the way to do it. They had Elias go out and face a bunch of heels, get his ass beat. They had Finn Balor. Uh, go out to face a bunch of heels. He got his ass beat. Yeah, they so, booked they booked their fucking baby faces like nerds and wussies. But they, I said wussies. I'm I'm just saying I'm just yeah. saying in say in WWE's defense in WWE's defense on this week's Raw being so bad is that they might have thought in a fucked up warped way of thinking that if we have Finn Balor and Elias go out and get their asses beat this week, then next week we can come back and we have two big heel or two big faces faces that can face off against Lashley McIntyre and Corbin. What I don't like, and this is going a little bit away of the question. What I don't like is having McIntyre seem like he's fit, uh, like he's uh, Baron Corbin's lackey. That like sucks. that's that's a really bad way to do it. But what they I I can see what they were thinking. I've been watching wrestling long enough to see what they were thinking. And what they were thinking were that if we make Elias and Finn Balor sympathetic, we can make them bigger baby faces next week. When really all you have to do is put Finn Balor out there in a competitive match against a competitive guy like Drew McIntyre. Give them 15 minutes. I'm not even asking for 20 minutes. Give him 15 minutes. Let Finn Balor be competitive and then let Drew McIntyre do something kind of heelish and go over and you can accomplish the exact same thing without giving us a terrible three hours of wrestling. With Baron Corbin and Finn Balor as the main event. 
I mean, Baron, uh, Cor- Baron so Corbin. I mean, I'm a Baron Corbin sympathizer. Like, I think he's been doing really good lately. But Raw should not be three hours of Baron Corbin. No. Thank you. Like, it should never be Sammy yeah, I mean, Baron Corbin. He, I mean, he can get one, two segments, segments that's at the fine, most. But the, it should not the universal three title hours of Baron should Corbin. be where it is. It's about. And Baron Corbin should not be. And I understand that you're out Roman Reigns, you're out Braun Strowman, but. There's plenty of talent. It's a deep, deep this roster. It's the deepest deep, roster they've deep, ever had. It's in their the deepest life. roster they've ever had, obviously. Um, I do think that Vince does not trust Finn Balor, even though I think that if he gave like he gave Finn Balor right after WrestleMania, he gave him and Roman twenty five minutes and Finn Balor and Roman Reigns together burnt the house down. Agreed. Yeah. And everybody was ready for it. And the, the last match I remember that Finn was in that was good was whenever AJ did that impromptu match. And <sighs> that was awesome. That was the last time that we've seen anything. So <laughs> it was great. But this segues into another question from longtime listener uh, Willie Sumner. What's up, Willie? Willie. Yes, this guy's a pro. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is full of factions and teams, uh, which it is. Everyone is L-I-J. in a faction. Lij Suzuki Chaos Suzuki Gun, uh, my low key favorite Taguchi uh, Gun faction. Uh, is that with Michael Elgin? No. Elgin's in there. Cobb's in there. Yeah. Uh, Tanahashi's in, in there. there, and of course Taguchi. He's like. Right. I low-key love Taguchi. <laughs> that dude's silly. He was uh, the 69th uh, junior heavyweight, so he put 69 and everything, which like nice. my inner child, you know, nice. appreciates. <laughs> nice. So uh, nice. Uh, so uh, as well, he says, do you think WWE would benefit from doing more of this? And I think we've kind of gotten into it. I think we all agree that yes. And he tied into something. I personally would like to see women and men in the same faction, similar to sanity. And I think that's great. One of the things that, I see a lot of is these constant turns that don't mean anything. Uh, face, heel, face, heel. And then the next week, it doesn't even matter that they quote unquote turned because there was no actual heat behind it. They were just trying to generate heat for the 30 second clip for YouTube or whatever. Actually, you have some factions and you have some tension because, like in New Japan, chaos will not defend a title against another chaos member. So while, you know, Okada. Yeah, say while Okada is holding the IWGP championship, well, Will Ospreay cannot fight for that championship, even though he technically could because he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. But because he's with Chaos, he can't. That's why we see guys like whenever Jay White leaves Chaos, it creates a rift and it creates like a huge deal. And now we have Jay White in one of the main events of the fucking Tokyo Dome here on January 4th. So I think build some fucking stables. You can create some good factions you can get some tension you can have faction on faction you can have interfaction you know stuff going on intergender stuff whatever it's good for business um i i think i would love to see factions in wwe the way that new japan does factions in so far as they they don't always have to come out together but if a guy comes out by himself He's wearing a, you know, if Bobby Fish, I like evolution. Yep. If if Randy Orton came out, he's wearing an. He's rocking evolution shit. I I mean, I I liked on NXT this week where EC3 came out and said, "I don't care about undisputed era. I just want Bobby Fish," which would be fine as long as Bobby Fish comes out by himself and he's like, "Hey, I'm with undisputed era," which I'm sure he will. I I hope that he does. Like I I like factions that way. I mean. 
before the NWO got out of control, that's kind of the way the NWO worked. Yeah, then eventually every top guy was in the NWO, and then it was fucking right. polluted and, it, and, and it terrible. Sucked. Right, and, and that's not the way like I wanted it. Five different NWOs. And, and, LWO. <laughs> and I also don't mind it if, I mean, it seems that factions are always kind of, uh, they're, they're heel. They're always heels. Like, you never see very many babyface factions. Like New Day. Every time, well, <laughs> every, Pancakes, motherfucker. every time, every time that um, Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler were beating down some baby face at the end of Raw, there was no baby face that just came out like for the altruism of saying, hey, I'm going to come out here and I'm going to defend a good guy's honor just because he's getting his yeah, ass beat. like Sting would always come out. Anytime a baby face was Agreed. getting beat up, Sting was the guy. I was gonna and he's like, get the fuck out of here. I was going right. to piggyback on and, that real quick. Ju- like, just because he was a good guy. Dusty Rose, Roll Warriors, these were the, the baby face faction, but that was the 80s. You know what I'm saying? You don't see a baby face faction like that now or in the 90s or you and, know in the aughts, whatever. Because there's hardly any baby faces anymore also. You don't really see it that much in New Japan, though, either. Like, it's mostly heel. Like, I would fashion, consider Chaos the babyface fashion. Chaos is the premier babyface. And then uh, Taguchi, Taguchi and his boys would be the other. Everybody else yeah, but those is, guys, is a... Taguchi and those guys, they're not... They're not really. I mean, they're, they're not. They're, they're not, not of, in the grand scheme of things. They're not of consequence to me. They're not. I mean, Jeff Cobb is up and coming. Michael Elgin is Elgin. Um, well, I mean, Tanahashi is still ta- one of. The, he's still the ace. That's your centerpiece, obviously. Well, what, and then what, Taguchi is still. You know, he was. You know, if you're watching ten years ago, he's phenomenal and he's still good. But like, you know, I know what you're saying though. Uh, Suzuki. It's Gunner a heel and, thing to do. And Lij, those Lij is the most popular faction and then you have the elite so i would say those guys are also face faction and they're huge so i mean i think the face faction's alive and well in, in new japan but, but the elite in new japan as they've manifested themselves on screen in new japan don't necessarily act very faceish. yeah but they do have foils so they they come out as the face because right the so they're only the bullet, face because they're going against heels the old school bullet club and i think the only thing you could argue about them not being baby faces they're confident you know, because yeah, it comes off cocky, which I'm sure it is. Yeah. But I agree. So, what do you think about WWE factions, Murray? I mean, currently, obviously, there really isn't any. Undisputed Era is doing a phenomenal job. If they did it right, like they kind of started doing in NXT, Sanity would be fun too. Yep. Um, but I personally, I'm a massive, massive, massive faction fan because I feel like it's a good way to boost all of the talent. Because they can all have inner feuds, like you said. They can have their own little inside things going on. You can base storylines in bigger packages. Instead of trying to get all these separate characters to have this intertwining story, you have these factions, and it groups the stories, so it makes it to where, you know, on a three-hour Raw, there's four segments. And it's faction-based. It would just be cleaner, in my opinion. And you'd get some more multi-man matches. Agreed. And guys God would, knows guys would get hurt other less. Six-man matches. I mean, just to piggyback on basically what everybody said, pro-faction, number one. Number two, why I got I'm pro-faction, it's because you have so, so many things that can come off of it. Like you said, intergender matches, so on and so forth. One of the biggest pro, uh, faction-on-faction uh, 
that I can think of off the top of my head was uh, DX versus uh, the Nation of Domination. Absolutely. I mean, that shit, I mean, not only was it good matches when you had Rock versus Triple H, but then you had tag team matches, the whole shebang when they were doing parodies on each other. That, that shit was, was absolutely comedy oh, fucking, fucking central. Fucking Xbox and Triple yeah. H were in blackface. Road Dogg yeah, I mean, Road Road doing d you, know, you had the croc and you, you had the, yeah. you know, the big ass painted eyebrow Road, shit. Road Dogg doing D-Lo was the best thing ever in pro wrestling. And there are, yes. The man smacks himself now. <laughs> oh. That's so good. Like, oh my god! My favorite dude. Attitude Era sign. Somebody put a D'Lo Brown sign, and they put the head so you could slide it back and forth, and it was just D'Lo Brown's head fucking going back One and forth. One of the most underrated mid carders of all time. Okay, oh, so good. And so that's that's just the example of what you could do, Vince. I just and I probably don't want to even admit it, but I think Bill might be right on this. Vince is more worried about selling the individual T-shirts versus that. the group as the whole. But I mean, you see what Undisputed Era is That's doing. What I'm you just have to go ahead and commit. If they're going, God forbid, commit to Corbin, Dolph, and Drew, then just commit to it. Have Drew come in, Bobby Lashley. Okay, there's your what's crap text, craptastic four horsemen, whatever what's, you want to call it. What's them. the number one T-shirt in the world right now, though? Just proven on Black Friday, Bullet Club, Club or Elite. Whatever. That's a faction. Yeah. That's if you the do number it, one you do it right. You shouldn't you and shouldn't have a problem. On pro on pro wrestling tees, which uh look out get him. Look out world, get uh, BFR is gonna have a pro wrestling tee. Yeah. Yeah. Get him, oh, hey, my boy. Hey, go get That's it. that segue shit. <laughs> I got the host next time, Bill's gone. <laughs> <laughs> we got them pro wrestling tees. We, we got a few of them out there, guys, and you guys are gonna like them. And so actually we're all wearing them in our new YouTube video banged up episode two. We're all wearing different BFR t shirts. Yeah, so right now, Mr. Perfect. Hey, Mr. Perfect's wearing our sweatshirt. Do we get a shot at Mr. Perfect yet? Okay. Yeah, we yeah there you go. There you go. There you go, Mr. Perfect. All right. Live. Sh- show him that dick. Yes. <laughs> no, don't show him the dick. We're live. <laughs> Shut this whole shit I down. Could, I could edit it later. <laughs> yeah, just be too late on that. Just a couple pixels. It's right. <laughs> going to be really hard to blur that one out. Let's <laughs> say it came down to this. All right, oh. we better move on. Yeah, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. This is from uh, Eric Elledge uh, at Eric E76 on Twitter. Do you think by this time next year we will see an overhaul of WWE programming? I absolutely think so. I think they're already trying to start moving that direction. Um, you know, I think they're doing a lot of shitty stuff, clearly, on WWE's product, but I also see peppering of them really trying to try new things within the last 10, 15 years, anyways. They're being a little more edgy than they used to, um, you know, as far as the whole PG era thing. I I think it will, or maybe it's just me hoping that they will. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think they will. They're trying to build brand new stars right now, and you know, I think like with Elias, if they do it right and they get him just right, he could be a star for a long, long time. He's got a little bit of the rock in him. He's got a little bit of a lot of the favorites that I've had throughout the years. So if they do them just right, they've got stars ready to fucking go. Stone Cold said on his podcast a couple weeks ago, uh, if he could come back, if he would come back, there was two options for him. It was either Brock Lesnar, because he never got to do it, yeah. or Elias, because oh, he sees him as a fucking superstar. He is. And, like, you know, he's not there just hopefully, yet. Hopefully he'd be there putting him over. Right. Oh, oh, yeah. He would, great. He I don't would. even think that's a Actually, question. I hope he, he wouldn't put him Brock afterwards. over. He I don't want to put Brock over, but he can put over Elias. He'll put over Elias and then stun him afterwards and then have a beer with him and does what Stone Cold does. But yeah, I think I think a year from now, hopefully, you know, as Vince starts to transition more into the XFL, hopefully someone like, like you know, maybe not Triple H, but I love what Hunter. he's doing mm. with NXT. Mm. 
I, I, I hope it's Hunter. Yeah, that's man, what I'm saying. Look, so if it's in his control, too nice man, you're too nice. Hey. Okay, see, this is what the problem is. You keep ignoring the facts that are keep smacking you in the face like a dick on a bad porno. Okay, the Damn. fact oh, is God, number one. No, no. Look, here's Jesus the cold water reality, Christ. gentlemen. The fact number one is <laughs> is that Vince has certain guys that he likes and other people that he don't. Vince has certain girls that he likes and other girls that he doesn't. You mean he the sticks- white ones and the pretty? ones with blonde hair and big boots <laughs> he sticks to the fucking script when you have opportunities to put the next person over you fucking fuck it up every goddamn time Samoa Joe comes out and cuts a hot ass promo on Jeff Hardy I mean hot I was like man goddamn but two days ago three days ago whatever in fucking Cincinnati you got him tapping out to AJ Styles again and a week before that you had him out in 30 seconds in Survivor Series, Series. okay yeah. come on man there's a lot more that goes into that. Not like the, I mean, Saudi but, Arabia yeah. and Vince McMahon, and he may not come, come on, back. man. Y'all being too nice. Okay, last week I was talking about how great the Daniel Bryan Brock Lesnar match was. That was just AJ Brock Lesnar. It was just a different guy playing AJ Styles. Stop being naive. <laughs> Ain't shit gonna change. Vince got his money. <laughs> I thought we were trying to thought, do something I different was tonight. Say, I thought yeah, we were no. doing that. Go ahead, Zach. <laughs> scared, no, too nice. I, I forgot the question. I think, <laughs> is, is WWE going to overhaul? Oh, is, are they going to overhaul? No, are uh, they going? No, I think you guys are taking the question. Here's always. the answer: Are they going to overhaul programming? Programming. Uh, and specifically, I had a way different answer than this. So, <laughs> like, my answer was not going to be yelling about dick slapping in face. <laughs> Go ahead. You're welcome. My answer is yes different. and no. Yes, they have to completely rework their entire road schedule because they are no longer uh, Monday, Tuesday, and then whenever it comes to uh, takeovers and stuff, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or whatever, they are going to have to rework everything. Uh, they're going to move stars from Raw to SmackDown because as much as Raw is the A show yeah. now, or at least in their opinion, they're going to have to move top talent to SmackDown because they need views. When I say no, uh, we're still going to get this same bullshit. I said it two months ago whenever this announcement was made. They're going to cater to the fucking Walmart crowd. They're not going to do a better job. Anybody that thinks that they're going to do better because they have more exposure, they're dumbing it down for the common denominator. This is not going to get better until you guys stop giving them money. <laughs> What I, what, I, what I was going to say. from the guy that's canceled the WWE subscription. And I'm missing NXT UK. I couldn't even get a pirated feed this week. <laughs> it was, that's because I, I won't give you my password. It was good. Uh, Pete Dunne. I, like, uh, the question was about WWE programming, and I think that they are going to overhaul because I think when it's not a pay-per-view week, I think that when they start announcing stuff like, whereas Raw is always the jump off, when they start doing, for example, Lars Sullivan vignettes and Lars and you mean him going on racist diatribes, a la Ringside News. Dog, you stole my thunder. But <laughs> when they start doing when they start doing vignettes for new wrestlers and stuff like that, it's not going to begin happening on Raw. It's going to begin happening on SmackDown. Also, SmackDown in the next year is going to be on network television. It's not going to be on Fox Sports One. It's going to be on Fox. We don't know that for sure. No, it's on. It's on Fox sure. to start. Yeah, that's no, what I mean, they've it, said that. Okay, it'll be it's on, on Fox. It's to start. on Fox. It's on okay. Channel Two here in town. whatever it is. They're definitely going to give the shot. Okay, so raw programming or WWE programming will change uh, within the next year, or as the as the tweeter said, it it will happen 
very soon where they start doing shit differently. Hold on. I'm not done. Just give me a little bit. <laughs> I raised my hand. <laughs> that doesn't mean that's going to change forever. I mean, Vince always panics when shit doesn't go right initially. If he tries to push somebody new and that somebody new doesn't start going through the way that he wants them to, Vince always reverts back to his old shit. He'll call in John Cena or he'll call in Kane or he'll do something that he thinks is going to he'll call Steve Austin and give him a boatload of money. Not not even Steve Austin, but he'll go to Kane or Taker. Taker. I mean, he'll do something. Not even HBK. I mean, I'm just talking about something more HBK ready. Just ready got made, homie. I mean, it used to be. Yeah, but HBK has only rested once in the last eight years. I'm talking about. Roman Reigns, like he'll say, he'll he'll put the belt on uh, Finn Balor, and then Finn Balor gets hurt, and he'll be like, "Oh fuck it, I need to I need to put it back on Seth Rollins, or I need to put it on Roman Reigns, or something." He'll put it on a short thing, and Seth Rollins is not necessarily a short thing, but he thinks about Roman Reigns as a short thing. He'll think about Kane as a short thing. I don't. Well, he does. I mean, why 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 else would he do it? He, w- okay, he wouldn't but, okay, keep putting right. Kane in there unless it actually worked. Okay, so you're kind of making my point, but I didn't go with the programming portion of it. I love it when I make a good point and Jason says, well, you're kind of making my point. Well, you are kind of <laughs> making my point. I just said it. Screamingly so. Okay? What point? The point is, okay, if you're just talking about programming where we talk about USA versus Fox versus whatever else they could possibly go on, yeah, you might want to lean it towards SmackDown. If you really want SmackDown to be the quote-unquote A show, okay, you put the talent over there. But then why not have SmackDown at least win a couple of matches at Survivor Series? I mean, you know, start to set it up to where I think the slow build happens and then instead of just all of a sudden, I, bam, you know, I, the I shakedown an, happens. I have an answer to that and mark this podcast down. I think they're going to rename SmackDown. I don't think that they want to put SmackDown on Fox television with the name SmackDown. And they will point to it by saying, well, SmackDown lost all these matches, and now we're going to rename it something else and they'll name it like... Velocity. Piss pants. SmackDown. Dude. (laughs) Impact. I was about to say, the the Rock is rolling over in his grave right now listening to this. The Rock, Fuck the Rock. It's always been a dumb name. It's always been a dumb... SmackDown has always been a dumb name. You're taking off your headphones? Oh, he's going to fight. <laughs> <You're> d- <laughs> he's going to fight. It's, it's How all, dare you it's disrespect all, the It's always one. been a dumb name for a show. When you, when, you talk to a, when you talk to a person outside the wrestling community and you say... Okay, stop. Hey, I <laughs> watch that's, your, that's your problem right They're there. They're like, SmackDown? That's no. your problem. Like Smackdown. I had this problem because I was supposed to go to a work event one night and I needed to ask somebody to cover it for me and I was like, hey, I can't go to this because I'm going to SmackDown Live. And Which they were sounds, like, to what? you sounds like... What are you going to do? It's like saying... It's whatever. Yeah, it's like saying... It's but to them, like they were nothing. like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that's, saying, that's your first mistake right yeah. there. You went outside the bubble. Yeah. Stay All in right. the bubble. We got to move on. And that's going to do it for our three counts. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Jason. Thank you, sir. Our third sponsor this evening is from F&B Eatery on 3453 Southampton, part of our quote-unquote Southampton Hampton Mafia. Um... I, like I said a couple weeks ago, if you want to stay current of what they're doing, Facebook is the way to go. They just put a, uh, their website together. They just got on Twitter. I had the patty melt there. Did you, did you like it? Uh, yeah. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah, I liked Smash it. Smash. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, 
I'm a guy that likes his smash burgers. Other people don't. Not understand those who don't. If I you, can't understand it at all. If you do, I can't either. But that's neither here nor there. If you are one of those person that like a good smash burger, it's gonna come out hot. Fries are hot. The whole shebang. Go out check out my boy Mike at F and B E or 3453 South Hampton. Like I said. Usually they have some sort of special. Usually it's a breakfast special that I throw out on Band from Ringside podcast on uh, Facebook. So usually look for that instead of just looking for me to do it. Just sign up for their uh, Facebook page. Sign up for Twitter. Sign for for their uh, webpage or whatever the case may be. But like I said, go check them out. F and B eatery thirty four fifty three Southampton. This is Band from Ringside. All right, what's another question? All right, so now we are on to the friends of BFR who are our lifeblood uh, community. So if you guys have not. Logged into Facebook. Uh, maybe you're not even a Facebook user. Create get a em. fucking account. Get them. And just use it to fucking get on Friends of BFR. Uh, this is our favorite thing whenever there's uh, takeovers, whenever there's pay-per-views. We're live every time, and uh, we have a lot threads. of fun with this. There's usually about 200, 230 comments, something like that. Like yeah. we, we have fun on there. Everybody has fun on there. If you're watching a pay-per-view live, if you're watching a Raw live, we have fun on there. It's, yeah. Please get on there. Friends of BFR. It's a safe space. It is a safe space. (laughs) Depending on how I feel that day. I don't don't want to post this shit on my news feed. It's a a secret group. Nobody will see it. Yeah, right. Uh, So anyway, Justin Sampson, longtime uh, friend of BFR. Uh, He asked a great question. Uh, This is uh, also one of my favorite questions because I have had the answer to this since it happened, then, now, and forever. I ain't uh, gonna have to host next if time. If there was one mm-hmm. angle that you would have booked different from the Attitude Era, what would it be and how would you have done it? You know the answer? My answer, and Attitude Era might throw you off, but I'm thinking of that era. Starcade 1997. Mm-mm. The biggest fucking draw for WCW ever. Oh, I know where Sting you're going. Sting versus Hogan. Hogan. We had a buildup of a year and a half <laughs> of Sting in the rafters. Sting coming down from the ceiling, not saying a word, just beating everybody's asses. He was the coolest thing in wrestling. I had Sting t-shirts. I was Sting three years in a row for that, Halloween. That explains a lot. Get it out. It does. Get it out. So we had Sting feeling like WCW turned his back. He's the fucking flagship. He is, uh, what did they call him back then? Uh, it wasn't the flagship. It was the franchise. The, the franchise. He was the franchise. He was never not pushed. Sting was never not pushed. He was never not on a push. Uh, for a year and a half. Uh, yeah, but for a year and a half. But he was still the hottest thing because he was only showing up every now and then. He would show up in the rafters. He would haunt people. He would show up in sting masks, and he would fucking pull the mask <laughs> off, and then there was still his face underneath <laughs> of it. It looked exactly the same. It was amazing. And then <laughs> what do we get whenever we finally get the payoff match, the blow-off match? We get a fucking screw job finish from your boy Nick Patrick. Check <laughs> it, Nick. Bye this down. motherfucker. <laughs> if you could rebook that, that match should have been two stinger splashes and a scorpion deathlock and sting wins the title and he keeps it that's it ever instead he gets stripped of the title on fucking wcw thunder which is the worst idea not the worst idea that wcw ever had because they've had very 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 bad you're giving them far little credit anyway sting was money like he was merch even bigger nwo i'm sure if they would have just gave him that and then he went to the red and black and it just became part of the wolf pack and he just became kind of a joke after that and that's the Cheap, worst baby. thing cheap so the question is if there was an attitude era angle that we could rewrite what yes, would it that be you could book differently from the attitude era i know what mine is mine mine would be i never if when in the wcw invasion 
angle, I never would have had Austin yeah. join WCW. Oh, it, okay. it still infuriates me. That's a good one. That Austin joined WCW. And that was when he started doing what? Which became an impenetrable part of his character, the what thing. And I it's love... the worst thing he ever gave wrestling. Uh, no, well, I, I, I disagree. Like, I, it still exists. It still exists in the worst way. There are ways to employ it correctly if you're in the crowd. The now crowd just usually employ employs it, it to uh, they, non-Americans. They, yeah. Right. Nakamura is one of the big ones. Well, they yeah. employ it basically ubiquitously. Like, it just happens all the time. Um, but I never would have put Austin with... The, I never would have put Austin with... Uh, the WCW guys with Booker T, especially because Booker T should have been the head of that WCW invasion, but they uh, neutered him as soon as he came in, and he never Gee, recovered. I why. And they it, neutered so, everybody. Nobody I mean, went over. Oh, it's shit. still it, they, it's and they and they put Austin. I mean, eventually, I wait. I wait. They put Austin in there. No, go ahead. You can go now. No, like, wait. You can I'll rebut. I'll no, wait. I'll wait. This is I say. Booker T's my answer, and then I'll just bring it full circle. But I never would have put uh, Steve Austin with the WCW guys. It seemed like a last-ditch effort to make the WCW guys feel important after you neutered the rest. Well, of they them. were scrambling to, uh, just real quick before you jump in, they were scrambling because all those guys had contracts and all they did was sit at home and collect their money. They could have made, right. made it tough, though. Yeah, if they would have... If if Booker T would have came in the first night and fucked the rock up, yeah, that would have been perfect. We still would be talking about it differently. Yeah. yeah. We'd still be talking about it differently. I agree. All right, Murray. Uh this is like the tail end and I guess technically it's Ruthless Aggression era, but I I still count that as like the very last edge of the, the attitude era. of the attitude era. Is ECW 2008. And I know that's a, that's quite a bit late. Um but they could have done it sooner. My beef with that is that they tried to rehash what it was when it was hardcore, when they could have just went with Paul Heyman's vision that it was going to, which was more kind of MMA, basically what, what I assume would to be more like New Japan Pro Wrestling, where it was going to be more, Taz was kind of the inspiration there for that. Yeah. They came in with the zombie and, you know, uh, Kelly Kelly doing fake strip teases and, you know, CM Punk came out of that. That was great. <clears throat> Bobby Lashley got his start there. That was great. It, B- Big Show, as much as people hated and thought Big Show was awful in that time in ECW, I loved Giant Big Show. Did he have another uh, turn this week? Is that like the 78th, 79th oh, yeah. turn? He's gone again. Give or take. Yeah, yeah he turned but, against the bar. Again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but ridiculous. Yeah, he, he knocked Cesaro out with a really weak punch. Um, I think he's injured, so... Yeah, that figures. But yeah, so... I, I just feel like they, they tried to... I think McMahon and them had it in their minds that when they did that ECW, it was just going to be for a few years and they were just going to have a sci-fi channel sh- wrestling show. So they did all this weird shit instead of actually making ECW a decent brand, which would have turned into like NXT, NXT. Yeah. And, and stuff is basically what I think ECW would have evolved into if McMahon had still had control. Okay, so so which black wrestler would you put the belt on, Jason? The one that, the, the one that <laughs> Triple H decided that he was going to take, you know, go uh, over at yeah. WrestleMania, yeah. where basically it was like, you know, you you don't this guy is not worthy of being champion. Oh, why isn't he worthy of being champion, Triple H? Do tell. I can't imagine. Uh, 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 I mean they basically 
They did a bunch of slave stuff. For with WrestleMania Booker to me is oh, like the, yeah, they did. They it's did. the culmination of the ending of a feud. So basically, Triple H was a low key racist all the way up to WrestleMania. So they have the match for the title. Middle key. I said low key. Okay, middle key. Middle key, maybe? maybe? Question mark? He is He's a racist. British. They have yeah, no shit. <laughs> they have this fucking built all the way up to WrestleMania, <laughs> and for WrestleMania, this is the one time where the bad guy gets the fucking come up. It's and Triple H goes over. Man, what the fuck is that? That is that Sting. is. You are not kidding, thing. man. That is. Unbelievable that Triple H went over there and Triple H went over against Sting too. Okay, yeah, that's what I and Triple that's... H went over against Randy Orton too it's after he broke into his house. Right, okay. It's... That dude has buried more guys than The Undertaker. <laughs> hey Or any Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all I can say. But that's the one that would still bug me to this day. All right. And I should have known that this is the way WWE was going to go on. Next for question. It. We got about 10 minutes. All right. So, right. uh, Quick one, I think. Uh, we think uh, Pete Dunn will hold the belt for two years. So he's at what five hundred sixty-seven days right now. It's actually Connor's. Uh, Connor's question. Oh yeah, will will, will he hold the belt for a total of two years? Will Pete Dunn hold the NXT UK Championship. He's at five hundred sixty-seven days. He's the longest reigning WWE champion currently. Uh, will you think it'll be two years? I'm, I'll I'll jump in right now. Hell no. Walter is on Ooh, the way. Yeah. He, they're going to build him up and I'm not I shouldn't say feed him to Walter, but considering the size difference, it, you could probably go with that. Walter's gonna be the highest thing on WWE UK, NXT UK. Brutal. Come, as soon as he comes in. If you haven't seen him within the go, next within it, the next he just the recently way, signed. The way you make a star is you feed him to a star. And if Walter had not signed this week, I would have said yes. But Walter signed, signed this, this week, week, so I'm gonna say and no. he's going over. Murder I, man. I would have to say the same. Like I want to see Pete Dunn hold on to it, but he'll get it back. And if he doesn't get it back, he'll get one of the other championships in the company. So, but yep. Walter's gonna eat him alive. Let's burn through these. Zach, what do you think? Uh, oh, I already said what I thought. What, 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 what about you? Uh, I'll I'll just take the over. I think that he'll hold it. All right, so he's such a fucking stud, man. Okay, he's great. Just for the record, this is why I'm back on top on predictions because <laughs> you like to do silly shit like this. Since hey. we all gonna talk about it last week, conveniently when I'm back, let's talk about it again. No, whenever we, Daddy's we, back. Whenever we left, I was like, hey, where where were we at on predictions? I knew I did bad. Yeah, I did real That's bad. That's okay. We can wait another week. I did. I, we can wait another week. Go ahead. No, I went through it last week. No, you didn't. No, we didn't. That's we why didn't. I asked you no, afterwards. You Trust me, I no, listen. I, I said that you were at fifty-eight, Bills at fifty-five, Zach's at fifty-four, Sam's at forty-seven, and Murray's at a miserable seven. I just started. <laughs> <laughs> you guys hadn't had me in predictions until now. From the no, cellar, no, no, no. you've been you've been, you've been predicting breathe. the whole time. That seven was straight up. <laughs> that seven was straight up NXT. I don't know why too, you kept right? picking the people that weren't in the matches. I don't know. <laughs> no. like, what is here. wrong with you? <laughs> I'm out Big until we do NXT predictions. <laughs> I, I, That's all I, I got. I'll say that Pete Dunne will hold it for two years dumbass go ahead alright so uh, have you guys been watching World Tag League so far if so what do you think how uh, what do you think and how awesome was it seeing Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. fight this morning uh, I love that's from my man Cam Cam Bigelow Cam Cam Bigelow um, there are two tag teams that I love I mean the tag team tournament so far has been kind of boring I watched the whole thing today I will say that I love Yano and Ishii being together because to me that's like the Japanese rock and sock connection. Like they have Gross. no business being together at all. One's totally serious the entire time. The other one's totally 
goofy the entire it's time. It's like Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. Tai Chi and Zack Sabre Jr. were my other one. Thank yeah. you for bringing it up. I, I like I like those guys being together. I like watching Zack Sabre Jr., period. I also like Yano. Zack like, Sabre Jr. is like at like at least a 7 on the Dupree scale. Oh, yeah. Big old dick. 7 out of right 10. Right between you and Got big old yeah. dick. I'm not, oh, yeah, yeah. Clearly, I'm not paying that, that close attention. Oh, that, that <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe Coffee? <laughs> Dupree. It's, a, it's like a baby's it's arm a, holding yeah, a grapefruit. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Murray. I agree. <laughs> uh, World Tag League has been a major disappointment. I'll keep it brief. Uh, I'd like to see more upsets and better teams in the league itself. It just feels like it's way too top heavy. Three or four teams got a chance. Everybody else doesn't. You know, I agree. Uh, Jason said that on Twitter. Uh, he's like, yeah, got to give BFR Zach his due. Uh, he said it was going to be boring, and it's pretty boring. It is pretty uh, boring. Th- it's been okay. Uh, it's definitely better than Raw. But uh, I enjoy watching it more than that, but it's not as good as NXT or UK or whatever. Do we have one more question real quick, lightning round? Yeah, this is a good one. Uh, This is also from Cam Cam Bigelow. Um, There's one from Tim Blessing that I really like, but we don't have time for it. It's uh, top five guys. Top fives. We just can't do it. Uh, Sorry, Tim, but uh, we will push it to the next one. It'll be the first one next time. Uh, yeah, we will, let's promise to do that for Tim Blessing. Yes. Yes. Because uh, thank you for submitting. Uh, I just sat in my car and I couldn't figure it out, so that's why we're not doing it. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, Cam, Cam Bigelow says, uh, if you could book one storyline or rivalry to happen in 2019, what would it be and why? This is good. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Um, just off the top of my head, it's it's got to be something with Velveteen Dream. I mean... He's in that gray area where either he's coming up or he's not. If he's not coming up, then you need to go ahead and start pushing him towards either the North American title or the the WWE the WWE NXT title. Velveteen Dream versus kind of Ricochet is like the one thing that seems like it's just because it's coming off the top of my head. That's I mean, one I would want wouldn't mind seeing for 2019. I have a dream one that I've been thinking about for a couple of weeks, and it's Champa versus Jericho. Oh, that's Ooh, good. That'd be amazing. The, the promos alone. That yeah. would be amazing. The yeah. social media. My, mine's super quick, and I know everybody, I said it before, and I think I said it last week or the week before, um, and it's completely outrageous, but I want to see Taker put over Aleister Black as the new that guy. <laughs> I know, good I know, luck. but good make luck. it a squash. I know, I know. They it's it's unrealistic, but you want to know. Happens. They want to know what I want to do. Black mass him. Black do. mass him before he takes the hat off. That's Whatever. that's what I'm saying. Right. Whatever. Black mass him before he takes the hat off. That'd be a perfect way. That'd be a perfect way to book it. Undercaker uh, Taker is dead. Um, I want to see Pete Dunne and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, okay. that'd be, for that'd that'd be WWE sweet. Championship. Okay. Uh, okay. Real quick question. Another one. Uh, who has better eye makeup? Evil or Ronda Rousey? Evil. No, I'm just kidding. Definitely hey, evil. Hey, everybody. We know there's tons of podcasts to listen to. We appreciate the hell out of you listening to ours. Uh, some birthdays. Jerry Lawler is 69. Zeb Coulter. Nice. Dutch Mantel is 69. Uh, JBL is 52. Dana Brooke is 30. Christian is 45. I fucking love Christian. Naomi is 31. Victor is 38. Miss Tessmacher, 34. Larry Zabisco is 65. Dynamite Kid is 60. Everybody for seeing the Muller Mall for Check. Murray Murray. Check. For <laughs> Murray, Murray. Soul Taco. Check. For JD Twigs. <laughs> for Evan B. Eatery. Check. For Jason Cornelius Bell. For Two Beers Zach Did I say Sam? Yes, you did. Did I say? Say yourself. And say Shock City. Oh, yeah, I'm Bill Vegas. Shock City. Hey, everybody, boo the heels. Boo. <laughs> <laughs>